I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. This Day in History class is a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and welcome to This Day in History class, a show for those who can never know enough about history. I'm Gabe Lussier, and today we're talking about the origin of gummy bears, including how they went from a niche German product to a global favorite, and why their iconic shape wasn't always as cute and cuddly as it is today. The day was December 13, 1920. Hans Riegel founded the Haribo Candy Company in Bonn, Germany. It started as a one-man operation in a small backyard kitchen. Armed with nothing but a bag of sugar, a marble slab, a brick oven, a copper kettle, and a rolling pin, Regal set to work making hard candies to sell around town. But the company and its product line grew over time. And today, Haribo is the world's leading manufacturer of gummy candy, including its flagship product, the original Gummy Bear. Although Regal was the first to make gummy products shaped like bears, gelatin-based candies predate his invention by at least a decade or so. Gelatin is made from a protein called collagen, which is derived from animal products, most commonly pork and cattle bones. In 1909, a British candy maker named Charles Gordon Maynard introduced one of the first commercial treats made with gelatin. He called them wine gums though they didn't contain any alcohol, and they came in generic geometric shapes like circles and squares. 
Wine gums were, and still are, a popular candy, but there was room for improvement when it came to their presentation. And at the end of the day, a bear is just more fun than a rhombus. Hans Riegel was no stranger to sweets when he started Haribo in 1920. He had just left his job at a local candy factory and decided to put his knowledge of confectionery to work at his own company. He called the new venture Haribo, a portmanteau, or mashup, of Hans Riegel and Bonn. The first products he made in his home kitchen were colorless hard candies, which he sold at local street fairs. In 1921, the company hired its first employee, Hans' wife, Gertrude, who began delivering the sweets to customers on her bicycle. The Regal's candy sold well, but there was nothing to set it apart from the competition. That's when Hans hit on the idea of branching into gummy candy. But instead of sticking to basic shapes, he would mold his fruit-flavored gelatin into the shape of bears. He called the product the Dancing Bear, or Tanzbären in German. Introduced in 1922, the Dancing Bear was bigger and thinner than modern gummy bears and had a more naturalistic look compared to the pudgier teddy bear shapes we're used to today. Kids love animals, so modeling your candy off the shape of one seems like a no-brainer. But if you're wondering why Regal chose bears in particular, well, that leads to the sour side of the sweet's history. Beginning in the Middle Ages, trained dancing bears were featured as entertainment at festivals all over Europe. Children and adults alike were delighted to see these ferocious lumbering beasts dancing in sync with live music. But what they didn't see was the torturous process by which the bears were trained. Their owners taught captive bears to dance by forcing them to stand on heated metal plates while music was played. As the plates got hotter, the bears would hop from one paw to the other to relieve their suffering. Eventually, the bears began to associate music with discomfort, and they would instinctively lift their feet whenever they heard it, making it appear as if they were dancing. Although the practice is banned in Germany today, in the early 20th century, real dancing bears were still a fixture of German festivals, and Hans Riegel knew his customers would recognize the likeness. Just like their grim, real-world counterparts, Haribo's dancing bears were a huge hit with the public. Their strong sales prompted Regal to buy a company car to keep up with the increasing demand. Then, in 1925, Haribo expanded its offerings again by introducing black licorice to its lineup. Products included black licorice sticks, wheels, and of course, a black bear, or Schwarzbar. By 1930, Haribo had moved from a home kitchen to its own factory, and its workforce had grown from just two employees to 160. The company continued to grow throughout the decade, introducing new flavors and shapes to its product line, along with a simple but accurate slogan, Haribo mocked Kinderfro, or Haribo makes children happy. By the start of World War II, Haribo employed more than 400 people and was cranking out 10 tons of candy each day. But as you might imagine, the war wasn't great for business, and all the gains the company had seen in the 1930s slipped away in an instant. The Regal family suffered setbacks as well. Hans's sons, Paul and Hans Jr., fought for the Nazis and were both captured and held as prisoners of war by American forces. 
Then, in 1945, Hans himself died at the age of 52, leaving Gertrude to run the company herself. The couple's sons were released the following year, at which point they relieved their mother and assumed leadership of Haribo, with Paul in charge of production and Hans Jr. handling marketing and sales. Haribo rebounded with them at the helm, going from just 30 employees after the war to more than a 1,000 by 1950. The brothers spent the next decade shoring up the business at home as Germany licked its wounds. Then, in 1960, they took the brand international for the first time, selling Haribo products to the wider European market. They also rebranded their signature dancing bears as Gold Bears, or Gold Barn. The look of the bears changed along with the name, as they assumed the now classic shape of a tubby teddy bear sitting on its hind legs. The makeover worked like a charm, and pretty soon, Haribo was gobbling up competing candy makers and building new factories all across Europe. In 1967, Haribo changed things up again by manufacturing multicolored gummy bears, rather than only making them in gold. The flavor assigned to each color varies somewhat by region, but in the U.S., the red bears are raspberry, the yellow bears are lemon, the orange ones are orange, the translucent bears are pineapple, and the green ones are strawberry. Of course, Haribo gummy bears weren't available in American markets until the early 1980s, and by that point, other companies, such as Brock's and Trolley, had already introduced their own bear-shaped gummies in the States. The competition led Haribo to think outside the box and beyond the bear, leading to a slew of new shapes and flavors, everything from happy cherries and dinosaurs to fizzy cola and sour skeddy. All that innovation paid off, and today, more than a century after its founding, Haribo is more popular than ever. Their gummies are sold in more than a hundred countries worldwide, and a hundred million of their bears are produced every day. I'm Gabe Luzier, and hopefully you now know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. You can learn even more about history by following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at TDIHCshow. And if you have any comments or suggestions, you can always send them my way by writing to thisday at iheartmedia.com. Thanks to Chandler Mays for producing the show, and thank you for listening. I'll see you back here again tomorrow for another day in history class. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, 
it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 